What special edition of Commander's Log? We're looking back at the first two seasons of Lower Decks. Things we loved, things we hated, and damn, Starbase 80 after the jump. This episode of Commander's Log is brought to you by Geek Renaissance. Need that special gift for the nerd in your life? Love supporting small business? Look no further than Geek Renaissance. The artist, Sephra, makes all items by hand and will boldly go to the final frontier for your unique gift. Head over to geekrenaissance.company.site and use the code FLOBITO, that's F-L-O-B-I-T-O, to get 10% off your order. Don't forget to follow, like, and share Geek Renaissance on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's right, look alive, cause Captain on the bridge. What's up there, John? Number one, thank you for having me aboard the uh, USS Post Show. Um, we're, we're not really post-showing, we're seriesing on this one, aren't we? Oh, we're absolutely doing that. Talking about uh, the first two seasons or so far, all the episodes of Lower Decks, an anime show my captain fought tooth and nail before we actually watch. Before we do that, after this show, on our sister network, the Weber Internet Thingy, we're going to do that Picard, man, season two recap. What's on the docket this week there, Captain? Oh, we are uh, watching an episode, or we have watched an episode called Watcher. And uh, mm -hmm. we find out a key character in season two in this episode. You may be surprised and you may be delighted, or you might not be. But either way, we're here to talk about that. <laughs> oh, man, you oversold it. And it's going to be you, Chris Pitcher, <laughs> Joel Townsend, and Leo Genesic together at last every week. It's like a gentleman's club there. Uh, we, uh, you know, I wasn't sure about having so many guests. You and I, uh, occasionally on on our individual shows, we'd like to have one guest, um, maybe two. Uh, uh, but these three guys are absolute geniuses. I just sit back and and let them do what they do. That's happening over. You can see us on Starbase eighty on the Facebook page. You can see us on Weber Internet Thingy on either the Facebook page or the YouTube. Uh, account. Look, I was going to go back into the recap of everything, but I'm just distracted by that facial hair. I think the more I look at it, the more I love it. Like at first, I was like, "That's pretty cool." Now I'm like, "Oh yeah, oh, that's very nice." Well, there were two things I was going for. I was going for uh, the dude from Big Lebowski, see but that? I was also going for um, I don't want you to see my double chin. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> a chin protector I love it. it's a chin protector actually this is the best artificial chin a man can ever grow my actual chin under this is like a tiny little tiny butt it's <laughs> it's, it's tiny it's eensy meensy so this actually makes it look like I've got a good strong jaw that is just manly as hell uh, let's get into this quick episode now lower decks was a show that i fell into uh because it was part of the new star trek thing i made a point to watch everything new trek because it was my trek dang it but you as someone who is a sponge of all things trek from the top down took his sweet old time to give it a chance question I, I have for you is why bro why that's wow that's a really good question um it's it's not um 
it, it's not for reasons that I think most people might have. Uh, so my specific reasons are I was told it was going to be very, um, uh, <laughs> oh, God. Tell me. Oh what, what are they called? Uh, something in Morty. Rick and Morty? Rick and Morty. I, mean, I was told it was going to be called Rick and it was going to be very Rick and Morty. Okay. I'm one of the few people on the planet who hates that show. That wasn't my like thing. <laughs> it wasn't my thing. Yeah. I give it that. I mean, I, I know some people love it. Leo Janicek swears by it. There are a bunch of funny people out there who really love Rick and Morty. God bless. Um, I feel like maybe. I was a ship passing in the night with Rick and Morty. I just didn't find the charm. I didn't find the, uh, I didn't find the humor. Uh, and so I did take a peek at the very first episode, the pilot episode of lower decks. And Ooh, oh my I'm sorry. God. Wow. I hated it. Yeah. That's the weakest, worst episode. It's not even just like slight dislike or eh, it came in under my expectations. I was like, I hate this. And it was hard to come down from that. And and all of my friends, you included, uh, kept saying, uh, give it another try. Yeah. And I, I did. And oh, my God, it is a great show. Fantastic show, really. Um, I, I might even say one of my favorite trek shows right Ooh, now. well i i kind of in the same boat because i know the first episodes are pretty lame um but i'm a firm believer or i i hate when friends tell me to stick with it right yeah. there's just too, way too yeah. much confident taunting out there to me to stick with it and the last yeah. time i stuck with the show was dexter i said why did i stick with this so i am okay with bailing in fact i'm on netflix i give myself a 20 minute test i don't know who the good guys the bad guys or the plot is in 20 minutes i'm not wasting my time oh that's but the benefit crazy. of slow decks for me is that the time I got to it, all the episodes were uploaded. And episodes like, what, 18 minutes? <laughs> 22 yeah. minutes. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Um, right. I understand that. So there's a little, little backstory here. Uh, Lower Decks takes place in the year 2380. Uh, here is the logline, official logline from CBS. The support crew serving one of Starfleet's least important ships, the USS Cerritos, have to keep up with their duties, often while the ship is being rocked by a multitude of sci-fi anomalies. And for newer Trek fans who are kind of like, 2380, what's that mean? Um, for what I could tell, according to Wikipedia, it takes place after the Dominion War and Star Trek Nemesis, but three years before the events of Star Trek Prodigy and 19 years before the event of Star Trek Picard Season 1 and concurrent with the Star Trek Titan novels. Don't know what that means. Haven't watched or read any of those things. Uh <laughs> I'll tell you, though, that is fantastic because I think what they did was, and I think Discovery tried to do this, too, they tried to find a time in the Star Trek timeline. And let's face it, it can change, you know, lots of times. We're watching Picard season two right now. That's the whole plot is that the timeline, canon, everything has changed. Um, that can happen in Star Trek. So um, what they did in Discovery was they went, you know, that era, like 10 years before the original series, that was a rich era of information, mythology, characters, mm -hmm. conflict. Um, you know, we should capture that magic. And I I actually loved how they did it on Discovery. I know they felt like it was holding them back, so then they shot into the future. Yeah. 
and the future is unwritten, as uh, uh, Joe Strummer from The Clash told us. Yeah, uh, man. <laughs> but the um, the other another time that people really love in Star Trek is right after the Dominion War, right after Deep Space Nine. And I'm one of those people who's like, that's my favorite time. Uh, so <laughs> the war is great. <laughs> I, well, I mean, after the war, post-war, as we right. say. And um, because there's there's so much familiar, and and I, I like that. I'm an old fella. This gray yeah. hair isn't a gimmick. I'm an old fella. Imagine I like what's, what's familiar. Yeah, Addison Cooper. I'm actually 28. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I, I rolled into it. I remember it was one one afternoon, one evening on a, on a Thursday, hot Thursday in August, where I was like waiting for the latest episode of The Boys to drop. I kind of binged it all one time. Uh, yeah. One of the things I had to come around on, and I want your opinion about this, is the evolution of the relationship between Carol Freeman and her daughter Beckett Mariner. This show takes place from Beckett Mariner's perspective. She's an ensign. She like rolls up her sleeve. She's kind of like sly. She doesn't really want to put the work in. Some people say she's pretty much grading. I can actually see this but she has a charm of her own oh um you know the the very beginning of the show uh introduces us to uh bradford i'm sorry bradford bradford boimler yeah Uh, and um and freeman and uh they are Oh, I'm go- I'm sorry. I'm terrible with the names here. Uh, names are not really important, bro. Like, really? Uh, my name is actually Boflo, but everyone calls me. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> what? <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> um, so Mariner and Boimler are, um, you know, at each other's throats, and they're kind of like annoying to each other, therefore annoying to the audience. Right. Um, it 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 starts off hot. There, uh, we do get. Uh, her mom, who is the captain, Captain Carol Freeman's uh, hey. Freeman, Captain Freeman is uh, Mariner's mom, and um, and something that I didn't quite pick up early on was that it was supposed to be a secret. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't get that. Yeah, I mean, if your mom was a captain and you were breaking all the rules, I'll keep that a secret too. Unless you're someone be like, hey, you know who my dad is, or you know who my mom is. <laughs> Now, her dad is Admiral Freeman, played by the mighty, fantastic Phil Lamar. Mm -hmm. And uh, so most people, I guess, you know, don't don't think that uh, the Freemans are related to Mariner. That's just how it is. Um, But getting more to your question, more to your point, uh, Tani Newsom is... uh, a very young, energetic comedian. I I really enjoy her a lot. Um, there's a uh, podcast that Leo Genesek's always trying to get me to listen to, and I have listened to it. Yeah, where uh, she and Paul F. Tompkins uh, basically do a podcast. It's fantastic. You should check it out. Oh, uh, you, you. The more Tawny Newsom I get, the more I love her. So yeah. that's fine. The more Mariner I get, the more I'm okay with her. <laughs> Fair enough. She's pretty grating. Yeah, she, uh, yeah, she can be. I think a lot of a lot of the storylines are so based on her. You're kind of like, oh, I thought this. Actually, I thought it would be I thought it would be Boimler, Boimler show to begin with, 
and it right. wasn't. Right. And then it was kind of like, okay, I get it. You're breaking the rules, but you have to say you're breaking the rules when you're breaking the rules. Okay. Uh, but but Joe Townsend says before I get canceled, a Bulldog alum like me has to wonder, will you ever see the California class U.S. Fresno? I mean, they had one, but it had a big collision with the USS Clovis. It was a whole big deal. Uh, you know, hopefully they have another one, a, a type E or something. Uh, but I have no idea. If you know the Central Valley of California, <laughs> this part of the show is hilarious. Yeah, exactly. That joke kills up there. Uh, well, oh, the no, cool the Modesto. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> Modesto. Oh, it's my God. shooting almonds at us. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, one of the cool things about one of our shows we work on on Sunday is called Starbase 80. Yeah, and why is it called Starbase 80, John? Let me know. There was a joke, and I thought for sure it was going to be one of the biggest jokes in the history of Lower Decks. But there was a joke about if you want to be such a loser, it's uh, the doctor who's a caddian. And she's mm -hmm. like an old caddy. And so she's got like, you know, she's kind of beat up. She's got like one long tooth. <laughs> Dr. Tiana. <laughs> if you're going to do that kind of foolishness, you should go to Starbase 80. She says this in the mess hall. And the hundreds of people around go. <gasps> and then in the background. And they do this now and again where there's a background voice. And the background <laughs> voice goes, damn, Starbase 80. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is perfect. I feel like that character is like the guy in the club. Yeah. You know, you say a joke and you say the punchline, the punchline, something like, you know, and a Mugatu is always horny. And yeah. there's a guy in the audience going, he said a Mugatu is always horny. Yeah, I was, I'm with I mean, that guy. So I'm like, <laughs> horny. Ah, Yo, wait, I, how much are drinks here? I always, I always, I, I always considered that like the greatest moment in a comedy club if I was doing anything and somebody repeated one of my lines. Yes, that is definitely the green flag. If someone's with you the entire time and the punchline kills, they'll say it out loud. Mm -hmm. I love that. So uh, we basically took that concept and I went, oh, I hope everybody will be okay with us using Starbase 80. I haven't heard a word. No, well, because that fan. was the original name of our of the show. It was something else. It was. And and uh, and you had to point out to me because I didn't do the proper research. <laughs> um, yes. Okay. Here's a little bit of trivia. Tell them. Uh, I was going to call it Deep Space Dive. Uh-huh. Not a good name. I'm so glad that didn't work out. I, I mean, you loved it. You were you, it lit you up, sir. I I actually made graphics for it. There are graphics kicking around all over. <laughs> Joe Townsel. Joe Townsel. Uh, and here I thought that Starbase 80 was named for John's birth year. Wise guy. Uh, you did shave. You did shave. You look so much younger now. Uh, yeah, I said maybe you can call it. You know, Lee Daniels the Butler presents uh, Deep Space Dive. You think no, 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 I'll do something else. So I'm glad. Let, I mean, let's let's get some some general impressions, man. I mean, you are a fan of the show now. What was some of some of your favorite episodes? Favorite moments uh, in the past few seasons of uh, Lower Decks? Uh, you know, I would. That's that's funny because I was thinking about that. At, at first, I was thinking my my first instinct would be to say start with season two. However, However. there is a lot of story uh, that uh, passes over from the end of season one to season mm -hmm. two. Mm -hmm. 
So I think you have to start in season one. Um, I might go with, I think I like Cupid's Errant Arrow. Okay. And that one, just a review, what was that episode about? Uh, that one was where Boimler has a girlfriend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, Mariner cannot believe it. She cannot believe. Now, they're friends. Right. And, and even at this point, um, Mariner and Boimler are just friends. There's, uh, you know, I'm pretty, so glad. I, so I glad. I would be so happy if they went through the whole series just being friends because they mean, should be. They should be. They they're not a couple. They shouldn't be a couple. Um, but there's all sorts of um, uh, Commander Jack Ransom, who's the Riker guy on the ship. Yeah. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff where um, <laughs> Mariner and he will they won't they? Yeah. Um, and, I uh, hope again they don't. Mariner is not. I mean, if she has like sexy time, fine. It should be no one on that ship. It should be some like random like Ferengi somewhere else. <laughs> that's what they keep telling us. Uh, just in the terms of she does have a sex life. It's just you know she doesn't have a boyfriend, and yeah. not a, and certainly not on the ship. And uh, that's another thing that's kind of great and modern about her character, and not irritating about her character. Sure. Yes, yes. Uh, well, besides, before we get to my favorite episode, I'll say one of the more quotable episodes, I should say the one that becomes a breakout, like how on Rick and Morty, the one episode I watched was the breakout episode of that season, the Mr. Meeseeks episode, and everyone mm. could throw on Mr. Meeseeks and everyone knows what that is, was the Badgie episode, Terminal Provocations uh, season one, episode six, about the holodeck going awry and Badgie becoming evil, the, the hologram becoming absolutely evil. I've seen so much Badgie merch since that time and the star trek read like we need a badgie spinoff bro we went what <laughs> that was uh that was a weird one um okay what was uh craig robinson what's up uh, my friend good, good to see you trust me oh k's with us too oh yeah boimler is super uptight that is true boimler is crazy uptight and and that's that's funny that's actually one of the funny things about him yeah uh i I do. Um, oh gosh, I'm so old. I just forgot what you were talking you, about. We're talking about the badge episode, but I can get Bad. to my favorite. Yeah, you have a point about that one. I can move with my favorite episode if you like. Well, what's great about uh, Badgy is that he's actually meta, meta, meta because he's he's basically making fun of Clippy, the paperclip assistant character that used to be. Oh yeah, Microsoft are you writing a letter? <laughs> Clippy was my ding, homie. Ding, ding. Remember when, like, you'd walk away from uh, your computer, and if he wanted you to come back, he'd he'd tap on the glass. Ding, ding, ding. Oh yeah, you know what, man? When I was in school, uh, when we found out you can change the assistant, we thought we were the most coolest kids on the planet. Like, oh, we have ourselves a pushpin. Now it's a caveman. It's so we're so dumb. I think we're, I had a dog at one point. See, yeah, spot. We're so easily entertained. Uh, oh, Lord. Flying toasters. That's all I have to say. Flying <laughs> we toasters. had problems making letters. Cartoons uh, helped us on screen. <laughs> when you were using MS Paint to make things, you know you were deep in the history of computers. I couldn't do it. I had kid picks. I got spoiled. Once you go kid picks, you can't go back to MS Paint. <laughs> but not the point of the show. <laughs> Oh, welcome back to ninety five dollars. That's me. Uh, I would, I would definitely say, um, you know, jump in there. 
knowing that uh so that's terminal provocations right with yeah, badging yeah, yeah. yeah uh maybe start with temporal edict maybe start with moist vessel i think moist vessel might actually be my favorite place to start um that yeah. way you you get to know who the characters are a little bit I will start for episode three myself. My favorite episode is kind of unfair. So you have to watch things before. It's the season one finale, uh, no small parts, because that everything comes to a head. Uh, we get the death <laughs> of Strax's death. And I mean that loosely because you know they don't really explain it in season two. But but what I thought was pretty cool, because it seems to be a common trend in Star Trek lore, is that everyone gets their ass saved by Riker and the Titan. Like he just comes in, <laughs> Picard season one style, like it's me, Riker. Like, huh? Like <laughs> So, so random. <laughs> that is so funny. There are so many jokes that uh, Star Trek fans know. And, and you know, you could just belong to a group online. Um, you know, it, it, you could just talk with your friends. These jokes will be around. One of my favorites is, is from that, that uh, final episode of season one where Riker, I mean, Riker is hilarious on this show. Played by Jonathan Frakes, as as of course he should be. Um, and he's like, I was in the holodeck. Um, <laughs> I was, uh, uh, you know, experiencing what it was like to be part of Captain John Archer's uh, crew, which is true. That happened at the end of Enterprise. He was oh, in a holodeck as part he of He saved them crew. too? What the hell, man? <laughs> he was, was everywhere. He was the chef. That was my favorite part. He was the chef. Um, a character they never introduced until oh, it turns out to be Riker. But um, but as he's sitting there, he's like, Wow, they really had faith of the heart. Ah, ah, yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> which which is uh one of those things that bothers Star Trek fans like me forever because uh it's like the only time a bad pop song was ever used as a Star Trek theme song. And there's this constant making references, kind of putting an elbow in your ribs. Of, yeah. huh, huh? Remember that thing? Remember it, that thing? It is ironic because the song for Enterprise does make the show sound like it's a syndicated Saturday afternoon show, but that show wasn't. <laughs> TNG was, <laughs> DS9 was, but I, now I love it because it's like it's so cheesy. It's a product of the time, right? Yeah, it's like the yeah. Macarena or or I am blue. <laughs> it's like play it. <laughs> can you whip? Can you nay nay? Can you have faith of the heart? Yeah, that's, that's the Will Shatner early. version. Can I can see you whip? <laughs> and then uh you touched upon it uh captain as we as we had uh remind us down about it being canon and i like throwing this fact i thought at you a bunch of times in different shows that the show lower decks makes things like the spock helmet cap canon yeah. or uh riker on on the titan canon were there any of the references you came across were like oh dang like oh this totally makes sense to me now um you know i uh Joe Townsell brings up a good point. Um, that was uh, that song. It took a long road. That's from Patch Adams as well. That was actually a. Oh yeah, when I think about space Adams. travel, definitely Robin Williams. Mork. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I, my mind was blown by a bunch of things. I, I love one of the things that Mariner does is he, she makes fun of how some people in Starfleet say sensors. Yes, what is up with that? This this Starbase eighty show we do. I'm like, am, am I just slow, or is homeboy with the green blood is like, yo, these sensors are tripping. What? She's right. 
Um, it's it, There are all kinds of stylistic things. I mean, I don't know if you remember, but we were actually uh, watching some of the earliest episodes with the Klingons um, in uh, uh, TOS. Uh, we were doing this on Starbase 80. And at first, they can't decide whether they're pronounced Klingons or Klingons. <laughs> yeah, very, um, uh, what's his name? I remember that joke. Never mind. <laughs> uh, I just watched uh, the Mugato. Marlon Brando. Like Krypton. Oh. Like Krypton. I was like, Krypton Klingons. I remember that joke. Sorry, guys. Sorry. This is not TV. <laughs> uh, I'm watching the Mugato uh, Lower Decks episode just last night. And um, no one ever pronounces their name the same way. Mugato, Mugato, yeah. Gomato. And they make a huge joke out of that. It's it's um, what I love about this show is uh, two things. Two things. One is it is a companion to you as a fan. As you're going, why does everyone wear the same outfit except the chief on uh, DS9 uh, is able to undo his sleeves? Yeah. And, like, undo a couple of buttons. And that's what Mariner is wearing. Mariner's wearing the same tunic that Chief O'Brien wears on DS9. Oh, yeah. My hot wife, Kiko, yeah. And there's there's all of these, um, you know, sort of callbacks where where you go, why is that different? Why, why, why is that not consistent? And then they'll actually have reasons why, or they'll just show it uh, on uh, Lower Decks, which, which I love. That's one thing. The other thing I love about Lower Decks is this is actually a Star Trek show. They have plots. The plots include danger. Mm-hmm. There is Lost. Shax is a great character. Comes on really strong at the beginning of season one. But as you said, he gets killed horribly in in uh at the end of season one one of our characters rutherford is racked with guilt over it and then the question in season two is why does he come back and science fiction and well it uh well you know honestly i was watching it you know just like space wizard did it (laughs) yeah (laughs) i accept it like why even waste time why why are there you know plot holes in uh lord of the rings a wizard did it did did you have a favorite character yourself do you have one you appreciate a little bit more um i that's a great question because i think it shifts around for me quite a bit and uh and i like that i like you know um oh uh oh god i gotta find her name gotta find her name who could it be I think this is so cliched of me to say. I'm I know over- what you're going to say. Okay. <sighs> Tell me who I'm going to say. Are you going to say Tendi? I'm going to say Tendi. That is correct. Duh! <laughs> that is correct. How do you feel about her? Um, here's the thing. And this is kind of, this is, this is if you guys know the premise of this whole John Weber, Flo Weberverse, new Star Trek fan. So Tendi was the first Orion I've ever met, <gasps> ever seen. Oh, and she is like totally anti every old run I've met since then. <laughs> like, wait a minute, <laughs> Tendi's so nice and caring. You guys are savages. Oh, I get that episode now when when Beckett was trying to make her a savage. Well, that was right. So I enjoy her. I, I love, as they say, happy to be here gimmicks. You know? Yeah. I I mean, she is super uh, excited about everything and stoked about everything, and she's really good friends with uh, Sam Rutherford. Uh, 
Rutherford is more an engineering guy. She is more medical, but they love like, oh my God, have you seen the new tricorder? Oh, I've been living for this new tricorder. Yeah. And that goes all the way back through Star Trek. There have always been characters who love like specs and blueprints. Sensors. And uh, and that goes all the way back to uh, Scott. That goes all the way back to Scotty in the original Star Trek. That these are dorks. They're, they're nerds. And they love mm. what they do. And, uh, you know, of course, uh, Wesley, Data, and uh, Jordy LaForge on uh, The Next Generation are yeah. part of that tradition as well. Uh, Trip on Enterprise is part of that generation. Uh, I I just I just love that there's so much connectivity from lower decks to everything else, and it's not just comedy. There's really always a Star Trek episode in there as well. Well, I was going to wrap this up right here on Commander's Log. Feet to the fire, there, Cap John. If you got to give the show a rating and any rating system you want, let me know. It's fine. What would you give Star Trek Lower Decks? You know, um, at the very beginning of the series, I would have given it a two out of five. Once it started to really show us a plot in each episode that was very much a Star Trek plot, uh, it's now five out of five for me. Whoa! I, you know, talk about a success story. This is a show that started going, hey, people really like this kind of cartoon, and then moved to you actually can do a comedy based yeah. in star trek it has yeah. to be like this but you can do it and i love that before we get out of here so has a question it's actually a good one what is up with rutherford's infatuation with billups is he in love with them do you have a theory on this uh, ah, ah well rutherford is a super nerd and he does love all things engineering and billups is a fantastic as far as i can tell a fantastic chief engineer uh, Billups is also just really, really sexy because we find out he's a prince. Yeah, I mean that just sucks, man. Have to have sex, bro. Woo! And and uh, if he has sex, he will have to become the king. Like his mother wants him very much to have sex, so his mother is constantly fixing him up with like a really hot woman and a, just in case a really hot guy. Yeah. And the other thing I love about Billups, and this is. I don't know. This is kind of off the beaten path for this show, but I will say this. There are people who, there are, there are people out there who are asexual. It, True. It, it actually is a thing. And that's Billups character. He is asexual. He doesn't he's not motivated to have sex with someone. And um He's also played by Paul Shear, who's a friend of mine from New York. So that's kind of weird too. Wait, the Paul Shear? Like yes. the Arsherial Paul Paul Shear? Yes. What? Like <laughs> I I was knocked out. Like so many of my favorite comedians are in this show playing characters. And uh yeah, Paul Shear is one of them. So uh to answer your first question, Stress VK, I I just think that Rutherford is someone who really loves school. Because he's, he's kind of almost as hype as with Shaq sometimes as well. But Billups, man, sometimes you don't want to lead. And if it's like, I, if what I have to do to not be the guy on top, that's fine. I will bring napkins and cups to the cookout if I don't make the roast <laughs> himself. But uh, 
that does it for us, man. Very short episode. Check out Lower Decks on Paramount Plus or Can't Secrets recommend it enough. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Well, we got one to convert, and that's the captain, Mr. I ain't gonna watch it if you don't watch it. Uh, before we get out of here, just gonna say over the next two weeks, we have some planned episodes for you. They've been pre-recorded because your old boy Flobo's gonna be in Dallas next week and Anchorage the week after. We'll be back in one, two, three weeks for brand new episodes. We talk about more of the animated shows in the Star Trek universe as we get ourselves geared up for Strange New Worlds on May 5th. But in the meantime, my captain, John's going to go over to the Weber Internet thingy to talk about that Picard. Let's sell it one more time. Captain, what are you going to do to find you? Picard Season 2, Picarder is what we call it. And uh, you can find us over at the Starbase 80 page on Facebook. You can find us at the Weber Internet thingy page on uh facebook and you can also find us on youtube weber internet thingy we're talking about the episode the watcher you're gonna love it who can't wait because i haven't seen the episode myself i'll watch it eventually but watch it live if you have over the internet thingy that does it for us i'll see you in three weeks live but definitely the show will be here this time this slot next week pre-recorded but until next time captain live long and prosper my babies (laughs) 